Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart, and my immediate family sure is growing, as you can see. It's great to have, once again, Pastor Bert and Kristen with us. And uh, much of what you see in terms of the, the, uh, the entrance into Gateway with the, uh, the host and the, the, uh, the hospitality team in the Oikos Cafe, that was, that was Bert's idea. And, uh, and Bert, I want to tell you that it's still going strong today, and, and you did a great job. Thank you so much. And uh, that's, that's what we want, we want to do is we want to be a family. We want you to feel welcomed and, and uh, understand that that really is, is what makes us go. So today is a special, very special day for the Saul Franks once again. The Sepulvedas. I had to learn how to pronounce that name. I thought, well, Bert's going to be on the, on the staff. I didn't know how to say it at first. Sepulveda. I mean, it sounds so easy. The way I learned it was when I called over to their house and they weren't there, there was the phone message. And Marin is the one that left this message. And she said, sorry, I missed your call, blah, 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 blah. The Sepulveda, she said. This is them. And so it was like, okay, I'm, that's how I remembered it. And it's not that hard, but at first, it was. I've been thinking a lot about the dedication of Isaiah Zane. Isn't that a cool middle name, Zane? I, I, I feel a new nickname coming on. Right now, all I have is the little big prophet. But I don't think that's it. And Zane, Zanester, I don't think that one's it either. But we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Thought occurred to me about this baby. A very strong impression. It was this. The person that will probably have the greatest impact on his life is his mom. Marin. Isaiah will grow up loving his mommy. Christopher, he will probably say mommy before he says daddy. And that's just the way it happens many times, right? Dads play a huge role, no doubt about that. And Christopher, you're up for the task. I know that you love Jesus. Be that role model that Isaiah needs. Isaiah will get to that age where he appears like he doesn't want his mom to kiss him on the cheek anymore, but down deep he really does. Marin, just know that don't kiss him in front of the guys, all right? Marin will continue to pour her heart into this boy. She's a good mom, and most importantly, she does love the Lord supremely and passionately. I know that for sure. I watched her and have witnessed her dedication to God. She loves the word of God. As I share, I bet you're reflecting on someone who has had an influence like that in your life. Can you picture that person in your mind? Go ahead. It's all right to do that. Who is that for you? Spiritually speaking. I mean, people have an influence and an impact on our lives in many ways, 
But I want you to think about that person who has impacted you in an amazing way, spiritually speaking. Who is that person? The three people who have had the greatest spiritual impact on my life are women. Obviously, that's not the case for everyone, but it is for me. You might think I'm a politician in an election year, and I'm trying to win the women vote today. (laughs) The only politician on staff is Pastor Joel, but we won't go there because we might wreck our 503C status. You're going, what's going on here? Well, you'll have to ask him. It's not that at all, obviously. It's that I've been thinking a lot about prayer lately. We're in a mini-series on on prayer, and three women modeled a lifestyle of prayer in my life. And that person that you're thinking of right now in your mind could be a mom or a dad, a grandparent, a, a mentor, someone who took interest in you and locked in on you and said, I'm going to pour into this person spiritually. And they've witnessed and modeled to you a lifestyle of prayer. And and you're going, man, I want to pray like that person who prays for me. Three ladies have done that for me. And sometimes what we need is a little inspiration right, to pray, to kind of really get into it, an inspiration, someone who will, who will inspire you to action and prayer. Because I give in too easily. Is there a prayer in your heart that you've quit praying? For whatever reason, you haven't seen the answer to your prayer and you decided that I'm just going to stop praying that prayer. It's over with. I think you'll be encouraged today. These three women in my life parallel three women in the Bible who inspire us to pray and not give up. The three women, obviously, number one, who has great, made the greatest impact in my life spiritually is my wife, Deanna. Now, there's no doubt about that. And she is modeled for me Now I'm going to give you three ladies. We're going to go to the Bible and look at these three women in the scriptures. But the three women who've made that impact in my life parallel three people in the Bible. And Deanna reminds me, I think, a lot of Mary. Remember Mary and reading the scriptures about Mary? She was the one who sat at the, the feet of Jesus. Luke 10, 39. And there's the scripture. You can read that scripture, all right, while I'm speaking. But you know the story. Martha had all sorts of things that needed to be done, but Mary chose that which was the greatest. She sat at the the feet of Jesus and listened. And Deanna and I have been married a long time, 26 years coming up. And this isn't something that 
Deanna does once in a while. She has modeled this throughout all 26 years of our marriage. I've witnessed and watched her. She's got her spot. And I know what she's doing in this spot. She's got her Bible. She's got her, her, her notepad. And she is spending time with the Lord. And she spends just a lot of time. And she's inspired me to be like Mary. Maybe you need a little inspiration today. The second woman who has made the greatest spiritual impact in my life is my mom. Her name is Reva. And most of you know Reva, but there's a lot of new people here. And isn't that a funny name? Addison, she, she loved grammar, great grammar Reva. She loved her name. And that's a little, that was a little girl right up here, the piggy tails. <laughs> she just the prettiest little thing. And Chris and Marin driving their car, and, and Addison sitting in the back seat in her, her, her car seat, and she's saying, Reva, Grandma Reva, 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 Reva. <laughs> and she was all the way from like, you know, Anoka to Elk River, Grandma Reva. And they're like, okay, Addison, enough is enough. But they really had this really cool relationship. And when my mom passed, as the Lord prepared her to, to go to be with him in heaven, Addison was there that last week. And she didn't know exactly what was going on, but she, she was right there praying with, with Grandma Reva. She taught me a lot about prayer. If she were here on the second row, she would poo-poo that. She would say, I was never a prayer warrior. Don't say that about me. Glenda, right? She would say that. She would be beside herself right now. But prayer isn't only what you do at the beginning and the end of the day on your knees, but it's communication throughout the day when you're walking and running through life. Mary, she had that sweet communion and intimacy with God. The woman that I'm going to tell you about in the scriptures, she had a unique conversation with God. And my mom talked to God a lot. I heard plenty of conversations. When I preached at her funeral, this was the scripture that, I, that the Lord led me to. I preached on this scripture here, Matthew 15, 24 through 28. And you can read that scripture. It's about the Canaanite woman who, whose daughter, little daughter was, was ill, demon-possessed. And she wasn't a Jewish person. And she pushed her way in and finally got Jesus' attention and got into that place where she could ask Jesus a question. And read the scripture there. It's kind of like, Jesus, be a little bit nicer. He said to her, I was only, I was only called to, or Lord, how does that read? I should just go to it, right? He replied, verse 26, it's not right to take the children's bread I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. She said, yes, it is, Lord. She came back. 
There was a conversation. And prayer is not only communion, it's a conversation between you and God. Daily, throughout the day. Yes, it is, Lord. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. My, my mom reminded me a lot of this woman. Every day, it's like I, I heard her speaking out loud to God. And she would say, I wasn't a prayer warrior like I'm on my knees, like maybe like Deanna. Deanna prays throughout the day as well, but she was just like always talking to God. I remember on one occasion we were, I was just a boy, we were driving from Minnesota back to Aberdeen, South Dakota. And it was a Sunday, and she had to go to work Monday morning, she had to be there at 3 a.m. I mean, it wasn't an option. She had to be there. And this is in the day where you don't have the great weather reports. And we got ourselves into this incredible, nasty blizzard where you couldn't see hardly anything ahead of you. It was just, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mom, she was just crying out to the Lord. And she said, I got, Paul, here's what, here's what I'm going to do. I remember this. I'm going to take the middle line. And then you take the side line, all right? And she turned off the defrost full. Because I had my nose pressed against the glass of the window of the car. And I, I would say, Mom, you're, you're getting close to the line. I could barely see that line. Mom, you're going over the line. She, would, she just kept her eye as best as she could on the middle line. And I said, I think you, you need to come back closer to the line now. I think you're going over your line. And for two, three hours, I heard her praying to Jesus. Jesus, get us home. Jesus, you got you to gotta get us home. I trust in you, Jesus. She had that kind of faith, that kind of prayer life. We got home. The next day, we walked out to our car in the driveway, and the front tire was flat. And she said, See, the Lord heard our prayers. And got us home. Isn't he good? Prayers daily. It's all day communication with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a conversation. The, the third person that made the greatest impact in my life was my youth leader, Marianne Jansen. God used her at a time in my life where it was truly amazing. She saw some things in me that I didn't see in myself. She called them out. But in prayer, she modeled the widow that Jesus talked about, the persistent widow. Just knocking on heaven's doors and not giving in a persistent kind of faith. Remember that story that Jesus 
told in Luke 18, verses 1 through 7, Jesus told his disciples a parable, a story, to show them that they should what? Always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow, a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him, what, day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Marianne was the kind of person who, remember that phrase we used to say a long time ago? If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it for me. I mean, how many times did she say that? I mean, it was almost so many times that I thought, well, I think she actually believes it. She did. And she would remind God, not that God needed to be reminded about anything, was like, God, in your word, it says. She understood that the most powerful prayers prayers are are hyperlinked to the promises of God. When you're praying the promises of God, you, you can pray with holy confidence, right? It's the difference between praying on thin ice and praying on solid ground. When, when there's a promise in the word and you don't understand timing, that's, that's the mystery of unanswered prayer, isn't it? It's, it's a timing thing. I, and I don't understand God's timing. But I do understand the word says if you you have not because you ask not, right? And so I do understand that if I never pray, if I don't continue to pray for that which is a promise of God in the word. And maybe you've prayed this promise in the word so long that you said, I'm, I don't pray that anymore. Today is a day that you're gonna start again, right? You're gonna start again. There's a prayer that I've given up. Pretty much last week, it was like the Lord used this this passage to say in my heart, it's time to start praying for that again. Don't give up now. It's like, Lord, I've prayed for this for years. I just don't believe anymore. Do you have a prayer like that in your heart? I doesn't want you to give that up. He wants you to pray. Find that promise. And when it's God's perfect time, he, he goes quickly as the scripture Stated. He acts quickly. If you give up on prayer, there's nothing to act on. So double click on his promises, all right? Even if you don't understand his timing, still ask. So, what is God's attitude towards prayer today? And I'm going to begin to wind down. I want you to think of couple of things. Number one, God is interested in your prayers because he's interested in you. 
He is. He's so interested in you that whatever you want to talk to him is a priority for his attention. Nothing in the universe matters as much to him as what is going on in your life today. He can handle it. He can handle your problems. You don't have to pester him like this widow. That's where, where comparisons and contrasts, it, it's an interesting story in that regard. It's like he's the, the ultimate judge of all, but he's also my father. I, my kids don't have to pester me to get my attention. All they got to do is ask me, and I, I got, they got my attention. And that's the same way with God. The devil would tell you that's not the case, but that's a lie. Secondly, not only is God interested, but he's able. God is able to answer your prayer, whatever it is, beyond God's interest is God's ability. He's capable today of handling your problems. So all I wanted to do in this message was to try to remind you, maybe even convince you that God has a wonderful attitude towards your prayers. So I want you to do two things in closing. Two things. I want you to pick one of the the women in the scriptures that God is using to inspire you today in your prayer life. Don't say, I'm going to pick all three. I don't, don't, I don't want you to pick all three. I want you to just choose one. Is it Mary? And then go to that scripture and just think about that scripture. Is it the Canaanite woman? You, 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 need, to, you need more conversation with God all day long. Or is it this widow that Jesus told about in, this, in the story, the parable? Just pick one, all right? And then I want you to meditate and maybe even memorize a quotation that summarizes Luke 18. And I'm going to have the ushers come forward. They're just going to give each one of you a card, all right? Now, maybe what you want to do, the younger generation, is, is, you know, write it down in your phone, all right? Type it in. And for others, just find a place. And I want to read it. It's a great quotation. Our prayers may be awkward. I don't have it memorized, but I'm going to memorize it this week because I think it's a great one. Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, Our prayers do make a difference. Isn't that good? I want to read it again. Our prayers may be awkward. Boy, I tell you, if there's anyone at times that stumbles in prayer, I feel like it's me. It's like I'm stumbling all over the place in my words, but I'm so glad that God hears my words, but he sees my heart. 
It's like, Paul, don't stop now. Keep stumbling forward. Keep praying. Keep talking. Be more like your mom. Even though she didn't think she was a prayer warrior, talk to me. Talk to me at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when you're at work. Say a prayer. Speak back what, what God's been putting in your heart in the word, a phrase, a sentence. It's okay. You're going to stumble at times, but so what? Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it, I mean, wow, the God of the universe hears my puny little prayers. And he loves it. He absolutely loves to hear it. Not in the one who says it. Therefore, our prayers make a difference. And so I'm going to have you stand with me. Will you stand? I think it would be good for us just to, to close by getting a picture again of our Father, who we pray to, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He's a judge, the ultimate judge of all, yes, but he's my Father. He's your Father. He's a good, good Father, and he wants you to know how much he loves you.